What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Welcome to another episode of Strictly Business, the podcast in which we speak with some of the brightest minds working in the media business today. I'm Andrew Wallenstein with Variety. Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston reunite in the sequel to the murder mystery franchise out this week on streaming. To direct the movie, Netflix turned to my next guest. But Jeremy Garlick is not just another writer-director. He also has built a really interesting business that began with a pretty unorthodox transaction. He bought a high school. We'll be back with Jeremy in just a minute to find out why. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, Take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named Best Hybrid Mattress 5 Years Running. 
sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. And we're back with Jeremy Garlick, the director of Murder Mystery 2, which is out now on Netflix. Welcome to Strictly Business. So I think listeners may not necessarily be familiar with your name, but they know your work. You've done everything from direct that Kevin Hart comedy, The Wedding Ringer, doing a script polish on The Hangover. And of course, we're going to talk about your American High movie series in a moment. But is it safe to say Murder Mystery 2? Is this sort of like the biggest project you've ever done? This is 100% the biggest project I've ever done. This is the biggest movie I've ever done for sure. Okay. And how did you come to direct this, especially because you've got your whole interesting side business going with American High? Um, yeah, it's a great question. I got a call out of nowhere um, from my agent saying, do you have any interest in directing Murder Mystery 2? And I said, yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> that simple. Apparently, I, I was on a short list of possible directors that uh, Jen... Aniston um, wanted to meet with. Um, I knew Jen. I worked with her on the film The Breakup. Which was your big break, right? You wrote the script. You, I wrote the script for The Breakup with Jay Lavender, who was my, my co-writer and co-producer. We co-produced it. Uh, Vince Vaughn um, was a producer on that movie. And we, um, we got it to Jennifer Aniston. And she said she read the script and she wanted to do it. And we made that movie a long time ago. And, uh, and Jen and I have been in touch ever since and I've always wanted to work together and I got that call out of, out of the blue. It was, that, a, it was a nice call to get. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's nice to have uh, high-powered friends like that. Now, this was the first time you worked with Sandler. Uh, what was it like working with someone? I mean, this is a comedy legend too. So Adam Sandler was my hero from the time I was growing up. I Saturday Night Live. When I was in high school, all I wanted to do was write jokes for Adam Sandler. He, I, I, I walked around doing Billy Madison. Um, and in fact, my sister, my older sister, uh, won a raffle um, to go to Saturday Night Live. I was in, I think I was 15 and I went with her to Saturday Night Live. And um, we, it was, they were doing one of those they were doing a skit where they were using our seats. So we had to go stand on the side and I was standing on the side of the stage and all of a sudden I look up to, and it's Adam Sandler. And um, he was, I said, oh, uh, what are you dressed up as? And he said, oh, I'm doing, um, 
I was like, are you doing weird? Are you dressed as, I was like, are you dressed as weird Al Yankovic? And he said, no, no, that, that'd be funny though. Uh, he's, he was Gary Delabate. <laughs> From the Howard Stern show, right. And he was in, so sweet. And I had met him a couple of times playing basketball. And we had talked about working together a few times. In Los Angeles? In Los Angeles. Oh, okay. um, when I was out here, you know, I was at Sony. I would play at the Sony lot. And all of a sudden, Adam Sandler would show up in the Sony lot. And mm-hmm. here I was playing basketball with Adam Sandler, which was pretty incredible. Um, I had written a script a while ago that he had read and we met on that he liked and wanted to do. And we had always talked about working together. Um, and now I had to interview to direct the movie. And what is it like interviewing with Adam Sandler? I mean, you're talking about interviewing with Sandler. Yes. Okay. So I had gone through, I had pitched my take on the movie. I had um, met with all the different producers. There's a lot of producers on this on this movie. I had met all the producers. Um, then I met with Netflix. I had met with Jen. And then I had to do the final meeting and interview with Adam. And I kept on getting texts. Oh, it's going to be tomorrow at 11 o'clock. He's going to call you. It The next day, it was like... On Thursday at two o'clock, he's going to call. And it, this kind of went on and on for a couple of weeks. Um, and then I got a text that said something like, hey, bud, you're around. And I said, yep, any anytime. And then he FaceTimed me from the golf course. Um, <laughs> I was in, I was in Kazan, I was in Syracuse, New York uh, by my house. And I walked around and he was in, in between holes Um just we were talking about life and kids and really nothing to do with the movie. Uh, but at the end of the at the end of the call, he was like, "All right, let's do this. This will be fun." Hey, that's what it takes. Not bad. Did he remember you from your basketball days? He did. He nice. did. He did remember me. He remembered me from my basketball days. He remembered me from uh, a few times that we had spoken about business. Um, and he definitely he checked me out for sure because I know a bunch of people who are who he had called ahead of time. Um, and yeah, I was, it was obviously a, a dream come true to be able to work with him. So what was your approach to the material? Cause what I remember from murder mystery, the first one is it's this mix of who done it, but it's also kind of silly comedy. I mean, are you staying in that vein with number two or did you do something different? Yeah. It's a little bit of a genre bending movie. Mm-hmm. They wanted this to be more, um, more of like taken and a little bit more actiony. Okay. Um, so I really, and, and worked off of uh, Jamie, Jamie Vanderbilt's script and Jamie created, a, he wrote the first one and he created amazing characters um, and did a great job with the second script too. When I came in, I really wanted to build upon what he had initially put in there um, and did a lot with the romance between the two of them, really try to push the comedy and really try to push the action a lot. Um, and James was actually, uh, incredibly helpful during the entire process. We worked together and, uh, yeah, this is, so when you watch this movie, it's hard to say what genre it falls into exactly because there's definitely a whodunit. There's definitely an element of action. There's a huge element of action. And of course there's a romance, uh, between Adam and Jen and, uh, yeah. And it's funny. And the thing I remember about the breakup movie was also somewhat of a genre bender where it seemed like it was a typical romantic comedy. And then it gets a little dark towards the end. I mean, that was something back in the day where you didn't see romantic comedies go there. And I'm just curious, you know, how did you get a studio 
to take the leap with material like that. At the breakup or at Murder Mystery? The breakup. Oh, so the breakup, we wrote a pretty, um, we wrote a pretty great script. Like as a team, we wrote a pretty great script and we wrote it on spec. And we went out to every studio and Vince had just come off of Wedding Crashers, I think. So he was, um, he was definitely a hot commodity. Peak Vince. Yeah, it was, he was, he was, couldn't have been hotter. And we went out with it and every studio wanted it. Almost all of them said, well, we want this, but we want you to change the ending. Which was the dark part. We won't spoil it for those who haven't seen <laughs> who it. Haven't I seen recommend it those 15 years ago. Hey, it's still out there. I remember getting a call from Scott Stuber, who was the head of Universal at the time. And now is and the, now head, of the head of Netflix. And he said, I love this script so much and I want to do it here. And I don't want you to touch this ending. This is the perfect ending. And we ended up going with, uh, with Scott Stuber at, at uh, Universal. And um, we shot it. And after we shot it, we tested the movie. And I remember the head of the studio, I think it was Ron Meyer at the time, mm-hmm. would say, I think his line was, have them get, get together at the end and you could back the Brinks truck in. So we ended up having to go and reshoot an ending. We reshot um, two different endings. One, it was a big Hollywood ending. It was pretty ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we shot what's now in the movie where there's kind of a, there's a glimmer of hope at the end um, that maybe they'll get together at some point in time. Um, But at the time when you had dark endings like that or endings that weren't the perfect Hollywood ending, testing doesn't, people don't love those endings. Um, But I'm so happy that we stuck with that because over the years I received so many emails and, and, and comments about how much people appreciated that ending because it was so true to life. And I'm curious, you know, you've worked on a lot of films since then. Do you feel that Hollywood has become more or less risky in terms of the kind of creative decisions that, you know, back then that was so courageous for a movie like that. Is Hollywood still friendly towards that kind of material? Mm, I think Hollywood itself is not friendly to that, is less friendly to that kind of material. Yeah. Right now, everything is is algorithms. Right. Um, but there are companies like A24 or our company, American High, where you – um, where you're seeing a lot of original thoughts and original visions um, that are kind of outside of the Hollywood system. We'll talk more about American High. We'll be back in just a moment with Jeremy Garrelick. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot, 
The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great tasting all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Act Activating Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty System for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. We are back with Jeremy Garlick. He is the director of the new Netflix movie Murder Mystery 2. Let's talk American High. Murder Mystery 2 is separate from that. Um, this is this is really it's one of the more fascinating stories I've heard in terms of taking a unusual entrepreneurial role to making movies. You bought a high school in Syracuse, New York. Walk back towards what made you do something like that? What was the point of it? Um, thank you. I was had just finished shooting The Wedding Ringer with Kevin Hart and Josh Gad. And it test that one tested through the roof at the time. And I was everyone was saying, okay, what do you want to do next? What do you want to do next? And I said, I want to do this. I want to do an R-rated high school comedy, like the movies I grew up on, Fast Times at Ridgemont High and Porky's and, of course, Superbad and all the John Hughes movies. And the studio response was, we can't make this kind of a movie. And I said, I don't understand if we, you know, we could make this movie for five, five to ten million dollars. And they said, well, you still have to spend 20 to $25 million to, to put it out there. And if the movie makes 75 in the box office, which would be massive, it's still not worth that risk when the same studio is doing Spider-Man. Right. So this was the philosophy at the time from all of the studios. So nobody wanted to make these. So I, um, I was trying to figure out why and like, why couldn't we just do this on, on our own? 
And I started just read, I started telling everybody all I want to do, all every agent, every producer, all I want to do is make high school movies. I want to find this R-rated high school movie. We started getting all of these submissions. And as I'm reading the high school movies, they all have the same sets. It's always, it's a gym, it's the auditorium, it's the local diner, it's mm -hmm. the classroom. And having been on a, a bunch of movies, um, I worked for Joel Schumacher for a while. I was like, oh, the locations are it's are, are so expensive. There's such an expensive part of making a film that I wonder if we made, instead of just doing one movie, if we made three high school movies and we just set everything, it was the same, same location. Um, and I try to like run the numbers as to what that would, would save us. And um, it ended up saving about a third of the cost in terms of the production cost. So then I was just thinking if I were to just own the location and can completely control the location, we could store all the equipment there. We could have all the production there. We could house people close by. We could make a, a pretty expensive looking high quality film for a third of the cost. Um, so I started Googling, you know, I, I literally just started Googling how to buy a high school, <laughs> like high schools for sale. And, um, many high schools were for sale. There were a lot of them. And I was looking um, in tax incentive where there were tax incentives. And I was looking in Detroit, I was looking in Georgia and I got one, one popped up on my LoopNet account uh, in- LoopNet, I've not heard that. That was a little a plug for LoopNet. I hope I can uh, <laughs> get some, some free uh, membership from LoopNet on that. Um, but it was in Liverpool, New York, and it looked like the perfect John Hughes town and the perfect John Hughes thing, um, building. And I, I just, I remember, uh, Will, who was my uh, assistant at the time, now my partner, we hopped on a flight and we flew to Liverpool, New York, which is a suburb of Syracuse. And I said, this is, this is it. Like, this is where we're going to make this happen. And, um, I bought this, made an offer, uh, bought the school for how much we have to ask. It's public, uh, it's public record. So it was a million dollars. We, 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 uh, bought it for a million dollars. Wow. Um, it's a hundred thousand square foot building on eight acres of land. So, um, coming from Los Angeles where land and, and buildings are very expensive, yep. it seemed like a pretty incredible deal. Um, did you get backers to help you with this investment? I I took out a lot of uh, yes I, I took out a lot of uh, loans okay um, went into a lot of debt um, mm -hmm. and was able to to do it um, and then once I had the high school and this business plan I then went to a handful of different investors and backers um, and initially made a deal with Mickey Liddell. Uh, sure. LD Entertainment, who was just incredible, who when I pitched him this idea, he was like, great, let's do it. And But I would imagine you may have pitched this elsewhere and people might have thought you were nuts. I mean, this is different. I did. I pitched it to a, a bunch of places and everyone thought I was nuts and everyone asked to see the scripts. I was like, well, let's see what the scripts are. Mm -hmm. And Mickey didn't even, Mickey was just like, I trust you. I trust that you're, you know, just from what you've done. I believe in you. I believe in this vision. And if you want to go do this, let's just go do this. And he was able, he basically started writing checks. Um, and we started making these low budget high school movies.
cities. But I imagine it's not so simple to walk into a town in Syracuse and say, hey, uh, I'm just going to start making movies here. Okay, so this is probably a podcast in and of itself. But yes, um, I the the school is located in the village of Liverpool which is a small village. It's a suburb of Syracuse. And there's a, there's a mayor of Liverpool and there is a board of, in Liverpool. And I had purchased the building and we were ready to go. And we were told that we couldn't make these movies because it wasn't zoned for commercial use. I said, oh, okay. So this plan already starting off not so good. I said, um, what's it zoned for? They said it's zoned for a school. It's zoned for either a trade school or or, or, um, or high school. I said, well, we're going to let's start a school. And we then went around to all the the, the um, local universities, Syracuse University, Onondaga Community College, Lamoy. We went around and we pitched all of these colleges on what we were going to do. Um, and we partnered with all the colleges to create internships where these students would come and they'd work on our films and we would, whoever was coming in, whatever producers, actors, directors would be the teachers and the mentors for all of these students. And we became a qualified tra uh, trade school. That's just genius. But what we were doing it just to solve that initial challenge of you can't do business here. And what, the result was, was we created a local crew where there really was no local crew before. And the school is now a huge part of our business. We've, I think we've, we've had over a hundred crew members become union crew members having gone through our academy training program. So it was an accidental, uh, solve that resulted in, in, um, a, in a huge part of, of our business model. So fast forward, uh, how many years now has American High been in operation? Five years. And you've made how many movies over that time? Wow, that, that is a very good question. Um, I think close to 14, My God. maybe 15. That's amazing. And COVID was a COVID was was a, a struggle because nobody was making movies during COVID. We actually were, I think we were the first movie to movie studio to go back into production um, during COVID. And if you were all of these movies on Hulu? No. So the first one was bought by, was Sony. It was distributed, bought and distributed by Sony called Holly slept over. Then there was banana split, which was universal. Then there was, um, there was, uh, the ultimate playlist of no noise. Right. Um, then there was a movie called Big Time Adolescence, which was bought by Hulu at Sundance. Pete Davidson was in that Pete one. Pete Davidson Saturday Night Live. from Saturday Night Live. Um, Jason Orley wrote and directed the script, um, and we then made our deal with Hulu to do got it eight movies for Hulu. And now we're learning that you are doing more for them. Yeah, we have one more with Hulu on the original deal. And then we have another slate. We just closed the deal to do another slate of films for them, which we're really excited about because we've had a pretty amazing working relationship with Hulu. So how, looking back at, you know, you took a, a really interesting risk. Did it play out the way you thought it was? Did you learn things that maybe you weren't even expecting? This played out so different than anything I could have ever imagined. Um, I didn't really have a full plan when I was going into it. I was kind of like, oh, this could be 
this could work. This could be fun. And we'd go make a few movies and mm -hmm. see if this works. This could be a, a fun thing. Um, I was going to do them at a little bit higher of a budget um, and with the hope of everything being theatrical. Um, and then theatrical basically was was killed uh, during our first the release of Banana Split and Big Time Adolescence were supposed to be theatrically released. And they were... So Banana Split came out the week that Tom Hanks announced that he had COVID oh. and the NBA was, was canceled. Right, right. Um, it's about March 2020, I want to say. Yeah. And then Big Time Adolescence uh, was scheduled to come out theatrically two weeks later. Um, and that basically changed our entire business model into just stream, a streaming business model. Um, the biggest thing I, I probably didn't expect was the impact on the local community and economy. Um, I've had so many people who are in Syracuse who, who have wanted to be in the film industry who just didn't have the opportunity because they can't leave Syracuse for you know family reasons or, or financial reasons. Um, and people, you know, people have been working with us now for four or five years. And what I didn't expect is that now every, there are so many people who depend on us. How many people do you employ there? Um, Full-time, probably 10. Okay. But, we're consistently making films. So people make the bulk of their, their living just working on our movies, mm -hmm. um, which is a tremendous amount of pressure um, because I, I've had people say, Oh, thank you. We can now have a family. My, my wife is now pregnant. Now we can feel good having a family. I'm like, Oh God, okay. don't put that one on me. <laughs> um but that's the thing that I didn't I didn't expect to have the impact on the local community and feel like that was now my job more than actually making the movies, if that makes sense. Sure. I feel more of a responsibility to continue to make movies for the local community and local economy um, than I that would have ever dreamt of. Now, is every movie that you're doing at American High in that sort of teen-friendly vein that you set out to do, or do you branch out? Or so for the most part, um, the movies we're making are in the teen space, sort of the John Usian type um, films, but with a diverse uh, cast and telling stories of, of of characters that would have been in the background in John Hughes movies, or like the butt of the joke, and having them be the the main characters. We have branched out if a script jumps out at us as being particularly special. Like um, we did a, a film called I Love My Dad. I saw James, that, Patton James, Oswalt. Yeah, great right, movie. With Patton and James Morrissey wrote it and directed it. It was just incredible. Um, and it was just one of those scripts where I started reading it. I couldn't put it down. So um, so we did do, do that film. And we will branch out if there's something special. But for the most part, we're doing high school high school stuff. That's our main focus. And describe the market today for those movies. Cause you were saying earlier that financially there was a time where Hollywood was like, yeah, this doesn't make sense. Now I assume in the streaming age, it makes a lot of sense or, or maybe it's still tough sledding to get these done. It's all tough. Everything's tough. It's not easy to get a film made at all. Um, every movie we've made so far has been a miracle um, <laughs> and has taken a lot of work. 
I, what I know is that people still like watching these movies. My kids who are, my oldest is 13. All of his favorite comedies were from before he was born. Mm. So there's a market out there. It's just about figuring out a way to get it to this market. Mm -hmm. And that's what we've really been pushing to do. And you described, you know, John Hughes as someone who kind of loomed as an influence for these movies. I'm curious, do today's teen movies, are they just a completely different sensibility than back then? Or actually it's very similar? No, I think it's, it's, it's very similar. Being a teenager's universal. Um, It's the same you know, teenagers want the same thing now as they did back then. They want, they're discovering who they are. They're just, you know, it's all about first. It's the first time you fall in love. It's the first time you kind of discover your parents aren't perfect. It's the first time you, you try alcohol or you try drugs or you, you steal a car and drive it into a lake or whatever that thing is that, that's your first, the technology has changed and um, the storytelling has the, the the logistics of storytelling has changed because of technology. Um, the voices have changed because there's a lot more uh, opportunity for people of color, um, for for um, for people of the LGBTQ community to have a voice. Um, but the it's still all about discovering who you are and finding love and you know feeling loved and and popular and um, so it's it's all universal. It's just it's just updated logistically. But it's interesting to hear you describe kind of this diversity because it makes me think back to those teen movies, which were not only kind of Lily White cast wise, but like some of the things you watched, you watch now, some of the jokes they got away with then that were racially insensitive. And it's just sort of like it, political correctness did not really exist in the Hughes age. And I'm curious, do you feel the weight of that as you're making movies today, do you feel you have to be in too narrow a lane? Um, I don't know if we have to be in too narrow a lane. It's definitely, I definitely feel it because we want to be telling stories, a modern stories and the modern age is, is political correctness. Um, Mm -hmm. The, the, it's definitely a challenge. It's definitely a challenge comedically for someone like me who was raised on Porky's and, and some of the, you know, some of the John Hughes films, which were just crazy. If you go back and you watch them, you're like, Oh my gosh, you can't believe that they said that. Or, right. Um, so it's not, so it takes a lot. There's a big learning curve for, for people my age who grew up that way, which is why I really love having first time directors and first time writers. In fact, we've had, I think nine or 10 first time directors and many of them female queer people of color um and i'm i'm watching them and kind of providing the kind of the tools for them but i want to see their voice i want to see the story told through their eyes if that makes sense totally now to bring the conversation full full circle and we talk about something like murder mystery too which is not necessarily in the vein of the American high stuff. Do you do that kind of movie because you don't want to be pigeonholed? You want to be a director and a writer or producer who's going to do other things? Well, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think I, 
I did this movie because I got a call that Jennifer and Adam want to meet for me to direct a massive movie for them. It was a dream come true. And I definitely could not say no to the opportunity. Sure. Um, and if those opportunities come along, I, you know, I'll weigh them out based on, you know, against what I have going on at American high, um, being able to do these bigger films is definitely helpful for the American high model because it allows me to get, um, it allows me to continue to make connections with cast and with with uh, with crew to have to learn more on how to make these films. So many people who are doing these larger movies want to come and work on the smaller, fun indie films that we're doing. Hmm. Um, so it's been it's been it's been really helpful. It's been, and I'll I'll continue to 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 do them moving forward if they let me. So, you know, a murder mystery two could lead to a murder mystery three, or you're doing Sandler's next project or Addison's next project. At some point, do you have to pick a lane though, where it's like, nah, I got to keep minding the American high store. I can't do X or there's room for both. There, There's definitely room for both. I am incredibly grateful to have the greatest partner in the world, uh, Will Phelps, who started as my assistant. He flew with me that night to on the red eye to go look at the school and has, you know, he kind of had to take on a lot of the responsibility while I was doing some of the, I did a, a show called Best Worst Weekend, Best Worst Weekend Ever on Netflix in LA while we were getting American High off the ground. So he, he really um, took on a huge a huge amount of responsibility and he's an incredible producer and I have a lot of faith in him. If I'm going to go off and do something and take time that good stuff is going to happen. Is there a, a next level or a next phase for the American high business? Do you buy another high school in another part of the country or I don't know, at a junior high? I mean, how does it work? We actually have been, um, we've been, we've been keeping our eyes open for a, uh, another space. Um, potentially a, a university, a college, oh. um, so that when we graduate from high school, we can go into the college oh, space. Oh, that's great. Um, we've been looking at various uh, states, again, with tax incentives. Um, one of the challenges with the upstate New York, which has an incredible incentive, it doesn't have a, a above the line upset incentive. So you're kind of limited to the amount of the size of the film you can make up there. That being said, there's a bill now that Governor Hochul uh, is mm -hmm. is um, recommending um, a, a a budget where it includes above the line. Um, they will be voting on that in April, and if that happens, and I hope it does, we're gonna try to really build um, in upstate New York um, and not necessarily look out of state. So American High could become American University. I, I, it's, it's like you're building an entire American cinematic universe. That was actually the initial. That was actually the initial concept was to have American High be the the universe. It was a cine, cinematic universe um, where the extra who would kind of be the nerd who is thrown into the locker in one film was actually the star of nice. the and we were going um that was the initial pitch and something we're hoping to get back to very soon um but yes it's funny you bring up the american high universe which is uh something that we've been talking about for many many years well congratulations both on murder mystery 2 and the renewal of the hulu deal can't wait to see what movies come from you next jeremy thanks for taking the time out thank you andrew it's good to uh talk to you and um it's so good to see you Thank you.
This has been another episode of Strictly Business. Tune in next week for another helping of scintillating conversation with media movers and shakers. And please make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear future episodes. Also, leave a review in Apple Podcasts and let us know how we're doing. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council.